Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 82. Today's topic is snowfall. We are wrapping up season three. We're going to do seven and eight today. I'm going to try to get nine and ten out tonight because Narcos is coming back. So we got to move over to Narcos world, probably take a week off or maybe two of snowfall, dissect our season three, Narcos Mexico. And then we'll pick back up because we only got one more season of cap of snowfall. As soon as we're done with season four, we got to wait patiently for season five to drop. It should drop in March. They are back filming. They have been posting pictures all over IG of the uh, progress. Looks like they're going to be in year 1987. So we're going to take our time with season four, dissect that, give our theories and what to look forward to to season five. But these two episodes that we are about to cover, they were very strong. So I hope you guys don't mind if I take my time. I did drop BMF earlier. Go make sure you check that out. Episode six was fire. We got two more episodes left. Um, I don't want to ramble too long because um, I'm going to take my time with this episode and I want to get one more in tonight at the latest Tuesday, at the latest Tuesday for nine and 10. Don't forget to follow me on my social media platforms. It's Alicia Shanice for Facebook, Alicia Shanice Reviews for Instagram. I have public music playlists on Spotify. Just type in Shanice Loves. All of my playlists should pop up. If not, just one. Click on that picture profile. It'll take you to the rest of them. Only on Spotify. Um, if you need to email me, Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com. So that pretty much is going to wrap it up. Check out my BMF. I recap Queens. Um, we don't want snowfall, then we're going to start narco soon. So on that note, let's get into the show and talk snowfall. Franklin Saint. Name is Shanice. And she's the one. Her name is Shanice. And she's the one. Hey, y'all. So, episode seven, it opens up. Now, y'all know how we left off. We left off at the house party. We seen Mel hit that pipe for the first time, but when it opens up, we see Mel laying there on the couch, and she getting her six on. And Reese gets finished, and he wants his nine. <laughs> so it showed they are all into this moment. They messed up. They off. They off the rock for the first time, and it's just all over the place. With long, long hair, a super freak in underwear. I need a freak to treat me right. I need a freak every day and every night. I want a freak. So after she walks out, she's looking for her so girl Eva. And Eva is gone. And that's 
one rule that was broke. You never go to a party and leave your girl there alone. We came together. We leave together. You don't know this nigga, Reese? So she goes up to the man. She like, hey, where Eva at? Eva been gone. So she cops another rock, takes a hit of that pipe. Them eyes go poof. And they, that was the story that they wrote. Goes to the next scene, and we see Andre comes back home. Now, Andre didn't had a rough night. Remember, he got pulled over by the cops, chastised. So he goes into the kitchen, and he grabs some Crown Royal. And we all remember back in the day, that, that, that little, little bottle of Crown being a little blue thing, then you end up making that a little change uh, back. <laughs> So, you know, he grabs his crown royal and he falls asleep on the couch. But when he wakes up, we hear Mel in there moaning and groaning. And he he goes in her room. And when he goes in there, she is in there getting it on with Franklin. But relax, guys. It was all just a dream. <laughs> so he wakes up and he's, you know, you know how you have a really good, a really terrifying dream and you wake up and you're like, oh, it was just a dream, but you still feel that anxiety. But when he looks at the clock, he see it is 6.45 a.m. and Mel is gone and Andre, his car is gone as well. So Andre, he makes a call to his police buddies, his partner and another guy. They come over there. They're trying to calm him down, help him find mail. They've been making multiple phone calls. They get a call back and they tell them that they found his car. So when they go to his car, it is literally burnt up, stripped into pieces. And we also see a yellow fingernail that Mel was. And he like, this is, this was Mel's, this is her nail. So it's looking really scary at this point. I remember the first time I seen this episode, the whole episode, I'm like, is she dead? What happened? It was just so, you know, it kept you on the edge of your seat. You know, it was like really intense. You're like, what happened to her? Because we just seen her at that party and we never knew what happened. And Andre is freaking out as he should. So after that, we take a trip to the projects and we see our girl shine shine. Spitting out them damn sunflower seeds. <laughs> so she's spitting the seeds in his in Andre's face. And then she like, y'all know y'all broke my granny door down last week. <laughs> y'all did that raid. The, the smokers broke in there. Now she can't even watch her damn stories. You know, back in the day, all my children, one life to live, General Hospital. Now, come on now. Granny got to watch her soap operas. So he like, I am really sorry about that. No, you're not. She could have had a heart attack. She almost 80 years old. So, you know, Shine is not here to play with Andre. And he like, look, I'm just looking for my daughter. And she was like, well, if you really knew her, you would know not to come around here looking for her. And everybody kind of just laughing because they hate Andre now. Because Andre, he the one who put all that together where they done rated, rated the whole project. So they, they like, fuck you, you know. So it's 11.36 a.m., and Mel is still missing. Andre is still searching. He goes through her room, looks through all of her things. And when he looks through her suitcase, he finds um, the stash of money that Franklin gave her to take to school. So she didn't have to work so hard and just could focus on the books. So we go over to Mama Sissy's house. And 
they're having a nice family breakfast, having some good laughs, some good conversation. Franklin comes in, you know, they're kind of teasing Jerome about acting so tough. And, um, you know, Alton, he's all the way back in. He's making breakfast. They're talking about jokes. Franklin comes in talking about he finished the book, The Spook Who Sat Next to the Door. Who, I'm sorry, The Spook Who Sat by the Door. And, you know, they're kind of teasing him because Andre is like, no, not Andre, but uh, Jerome is Jerome. He is saying, uh, you need to read the book about the pimp. <laughs> so, you know, they, they just having like a really good family moment. And Andre just, he didn't knock. He just, he just walks right on in like it's his shit. And Jerome about ready to kill him. And Louis got to got to calm down, big dog. Calm down. So when he walks in, he asks, have anyone seen Mel? Alton, he likes to state your peace, Andre. <laughs> so, you know, Sissy kind, kind of uh, gives Franklin a nod. Like, have you seen her? And, you know, Franklin, he gives a smug answer, you know, about how Andre's parenting skills is, which Andre is a good father. Let's give him that. And he was like, look. I found my car stripped down, burnt up, looks like a struggle, and she didn't come home last night. So you could tell Franklin, he kind of, that catches his attention, and he says he'll put a word out, and Mama Sissy has to tell him, find that girl, you know. So he puts a word out, and Andre takes his ass back home. After that, Franklin goes to pick up Leon, and it's Sunday morning, so Leon got to listen to his gospel music, honey. Why he rolling up his little joint, joint of reefer. And Franklin like, nigga, you listening to gospel music? <laughs> Leon is a spiritual person. So they go to, back to the projects and they go to Fatback's door. He comes to the door breakdancing, honey. <laughs> and... You know, they're asking about Mel and little man come up. Remember, we had um, little man now he hustling for uh, Leon. So little man tells them like, well, I did see her early this morning and she was with Wanda. So Franklin kind of makes a laugh like Wanda is beneath Mel. And um, he kind of got to get a reality check because um, Leon kind of tells him like, if she with Wanda, that only mean one thing, that rock. He like, what? This is Mel Spellman. Wanda is weak. She ain't going to Spellman. And Leon kind of get to get his motherfucker a reality check. He need another piece of humble pie. We're going to send your ass back to Ray Ray and them beat your ass. Now, you know, he just get a little too arrogant for me at times. And he like, look, do you think we selling this to everybody and they ain't addicted to this? shit is poison and it's addictive and it's it's everybody just don't want to be like this and you can say any, anything you can call wanda every name in the world but one thing she is not is weak and franklin is not trying to hear nothing um leon is saying he has a very arrogant egotistical attitude and very he is very dismissive and i wasn't feeling that I wasn't feeling that, but he got he got his wake up call towards the end of the episode because I like Franklin, Franklin cool, but sometimes that arrogance um, is like, bruh, you need to calm down. So we go into um, the next scene, and um, 
they go over to man boy's house and you know they kind of you know leon did say you lucky i'm not maybe i'm not over wanda and because i'm not maybe i know how to find her so they go straight to man boys and you know she's been doing whatever with his crew and we got the little smart mouth dude there i think his name is boosie he kind of going back and forth about how wanda be humming alphabets honey but man boy tells him like look yeah i know where all the hustlers um be at i make it a point to know all the hustlers big and small and i know where she cop her rock from so she probably that way so <clears throat> they take um they take uh they all go over there together man boy in a car running his his mouth too much blaming his boy boosie for roughing up wanda even though it was him and leon like bro don't you ever shut up you know he don't he just run that mouth and we go into the next scene and when they make it over to the house they find mel they find her spellman sweater and it has blood all over it so you know if it was your first time watching it, you're like, oh, my God, is she dead? Where's she at? You know? So they go back and forth with the two dudes, these two clowns, Beaumont and Lamont. And um, <sighs> man, boy, <laughs> him and Leon, they kind of rough these dudes up as they should because they playing mad games, right? But Franklin does get a page and they find out, you know, he gets the word that they found her. And he like, it's not good. So after that, we get a flashback and we see what really happened to Miss Mill. So she went home after, you know, her and Reese got their high on and 6ix9ine on. And she goes home for a minute, but she's still cranked up off of that rock. So she only can lay down for a minute. And then she kind of tiptoes. Andre still... um on a couch sleep she kind of tiptoe out the house grabbed them car keys but she was only going out for a minute so she go over to the projects and child i'm thinking like why are you in the projects shawshine might see you <laughs> but instead of shawshine wanda bell here come wanda bell <laughs> she come fast talking she like, she like, see, you got $20. My cousin owe me $20. So all we got to do is go over there and we have $40. Then she see Keisha. Hey, Keisha. So Wanda is all over the place. And then Mel is like, look, I'm just trying to get something so I can party at Spellman like I do. I'm not trying to play with you, Wanda. But Mel listens to Wanda and they go over um, Beaumont and Lamont house. So, when they get over there, as soon as they pull up, Wanda goes in the house, and these two fools come out and just snatch the car. And Wanda come out with, she didn't got a rock. <laughs> she come out, get high with me. And Mel is tripping, because she know Andre is going to kick her butt. She shouldn't have been in his car, and now you didn't got his car stole. So, you know, she already in enough trouble. She just like, hey, let me hit that. So they end up getting stoned and they get thirsty and munchies. <laughs> so they go to Mel's job because, you know, she has the key to the skating ring. And when they get in there, child, they is looking like they're in heaven, looking into each other's souls, high off that rock, on the skating ring, skating together. <laughs> 
just having them a good old funky time. And when that high go down, Wanda like, where that other rocket? And Mel, she just sitting there, you know, she got her little hand fidgeting with her necklace. Like, my mama gave me this necklace. My mama had class. So, you know, Wanda don't forget that they would have come to getting her rocks. So she like, look, it's been fun and all, but you're going to have to run that necklace. And Mel like, huh? Child Wanda and hit this girl in the face, knocked her down, and damn, kicked her in the face with that skate. And oh, that hurt it. It hurted me. <laughs> Shit. I watched this episode before, and when I rewatched it, it still hurt it. So Wanda just skates on out into the hood, skating. <laughs> like, this is really some, you know, I don't even like calling people this, but this is some crackhead shit. She is skating in the hood. Like, you can't make this up. <laughs> and um, so Mel, she ends up finding somebody to give her a ride back over there into, uh, looks like this is the West Side, they said. So she goes back over to the West Side where Beaumont and Lamont stay. And by this time, Wanda, she ain't even thinking about Mel no more. She up there trying to sell talking about it's real gold <laughs> so you know she's sitting there and mel just comes up and clocks her as she should and snatch her necklace back like a g so now we see where all the blood came from and how the sweater got there and what really happened to her and then after that um let me go what happened after that i wrote it down you know we gotta go scene for scene So the next scene, it's like all different type of emotions going on right here. Because Franklin, he has to walk inside the crack house and see um, the destruction of what he has brought to the city. And as much as this is sad for him, seeing how Mel went down, Imagine if it was your mother, your father, your sister, or whoever. This is your destruction, bruh. Literally, you brought all of this into your city. And it is people in every room getting high, selling their bodies, children, got their babies in there with three days old diapers on, and... As much as we want to feel bad for him and Mel, look what you caused for everybody else. You know, this is the story that happened. It's not his story because he's a he's loosely based off Freeway Rick, but it was a Franklin in every inner city. And yeah, it was terrible when their family's members got strung out. But look at how many other family members you put in this situation, you know. Um, so this was a sad scene to me, like all jokes aside, this was a sad scene to me because this is the start of the domino effect of the, you know, the crack epidemic. So he is like going from room to room looking for her. You keep hearing women moaning because they're selling their bodies for, um, crack and not only women, men was doing it doing shit too for cracks you know what i'm saying so he's not knowing what the walk what he's about to walk into but mel is in a room by herself and she is up there off one because she has been literally getting high all night you know she took her first hit and she has been getting high all night 
It is very sad because she was on her way. She was supposed to leave that same day and go to Spelman, go on her road trip with her father and go to Spelman. And like everything went crazy in the matter of 10 hours. She literally went to a party, took a hit of a drug and her life went down from there. So it's very sad. And he finds her and, you know, he has to drag her to the car. She's fussing and, and, and cussing. So we go into the next scene and we see Gustavo. He finds the man who was given his, remember his uh, foster brother, Hernan. He was giving him and his wife problems because he was the father of uh, her children. And she he didn't want them to leave. LA and go to San Diego. So Gustavo breaks in his house and when he had a bad reputation and when he walks in, Gustavo tosses his ass out of the fourth floor. <laughs> he oh child, his body, every bone probably was broke. And Gustavo walks out of there <laughs> like he did that. <laughs> so he basically took care of that problem and now his family can join him in San Diego to help him put together what they're working on on their side of the operation. So we go into the next scene and we see Julia tries to get Teddy to run off with her. To make a long story short, Teddy ain't trying to hear that. He is not trying to hear that. She like, run away with me. He, he ain't trying to hear that because you know how we say um, people in the game too deep, in the drug game too deep. Teddy is in his game too deep. Like he has lost sight of everything and everything is about winning this war. So where everything he's doing, he thinks is right. Um, he is in too deep. Um, we then go back to the car with Franklin, Leon and Mel and Mel. She gives us a history lesson that I didn't know that Spellman was named after a white woman who was Rock Rockefeller's wife. Now I haven't, um, research that for a fact but john singleton one thing about his shows is he always puts you know um things in there give you some inside knowledge so that was an interesting history lesson and when they pull up to her house child poor andre he rushes out and mel is like like mel you okay and she's like look daddy i got a headache we'll talk about this later He's like, what the fuck you mean when you talk about this? Like, because you know, Andre, he he don't play that with his daughter. And he like, where did you find her at? And he's like, uh, all I know, if that was my daughter, I would lock her up in a room and not let her out my sight. So Franklin, he sees his mom on a porch, and he go tells her she he um she is like, is she okay? And he, his eyes get watery, voice kind of cracks, and he like, she off that rock, mom. She gonna rock now. This was just like a sad scene, you know? So, Andre goes into the house. And... He is following Mel from the kitchen to her bedroom. And when she goes to look for her money, he is like, where have you been? 
Daddy! Where the fuck is my money? Sometimes I think about her. Her whole life changed in one night, and not only her life, Andre's life. That was my episode. That was my episode recap of episode seven. That was a strong one. That was like one of the best ones out of that season. move over to episode 8 which is titled Hedgehogs and it opens up with a beautiful monologue as well y'all know I love monologues everybody loves the sunshine and we get an opening and it's heartbreaking we see how pretty girl Mill has just went down. This was a beautiful young lady, straight A student. She dibbled and dabbled, but for the most part, she had her shit together. Was supposed to leave for college that same day. We see her in her room. She is smoking rock in her room, like she's in a daze, sneaking in and out, where he has to. A bolt her window down so she can't go out the window. She's sneaking radios, trying to sell everything out her room, and that's true to form, you know. So it just shows her going in and out, and Andre trying to his best to like help her kick this addiction and not wanting to send her to school like this. In the last part of this monologue, we see that she has snuck out again, and he is sitting on the bed in tears like as much as I don't like Andre character my heart broke out for him and that was that monologue so after that we also see Alton he has brought in reinforcement one of his old buddies from, you know, probably in his Black Panther days, he has been following Teddy around to get information. Um, he's like a CIA expert. Uh, and he just knows how the game is played. He's trying to even let him know how much Teddy is an expert. Like, you see how he looking? He looking for shadows. You know what I'm saying? Like, he giving him the, the deal because at the end of the day, shit is getting real. And Franklin going to have to have a scapegoat. Like, he going to have to have stuff on his side because when all this is over, you know, ain't no telling how Teddy going to throw him to the wolves. So he has to have a backup plan. And then by how he comes from the lineage of a Black Panther, he's letting him know, like, bruh. This is not going to be just, okay, we done, we had fun. Your life is going to be in shambles. So we need to get on top of this so we can have you covered. And we'll see much more of that in um, season four. But um, when Franklin walks out the house from meeting with his parents and a guy, he sees Andre is on the porch. Child, we ain't seen Andre smoke a cigarette in all three seasons, but he is just stressed the fuck out. And it's looking like this is an ongoing thing since this happened over the last few weeks. 
And um, Franklin, like, she gone again? Andre kind of looks up. I put the word out. And he has the look like he just wants to strangle his fucking neck. As he should. And I didn't mention, did you guys see on the snowfall openings now, the uh, city is on fire. You see how, like, the snowfall letters is more and more blocks on fire. Um, We also see Julia. She has she mentioned before she wants Teddy to run off with her. But it's been weeks, and she hasn't heard anything. She's been giving him his space. And she like, you know, I haven't heard anything. Are you still okay with? And he like, oh, well, you know, it's not going to happen right now. You know, but maybe in a year when the war is over. And Julia is looking like, bruh. <laughs> she walks out frustrated. She like, you can handle this yourself. But then when she walks away, she looks and she sees he is, he is not even budging to stop her. He uh, is in too deep. And, you know, I hate to be that person to say this, but it's nothing like a warm woman scorn, baby. Because, boy, oh boy. So we see Andre has been talking more and more to his sister. And, um... She lives in Texas and she doesn't really know Mel, but he's like, you know, she'll come home for uh, uh, she'll come home for a couple of days and then she's gone. Uh, she'll talk good, say she'll never do it again. She's going to try and he can't send her off to college like this. So his sister is just like, you know, you guys have a lot going on. Just send her down here. And he like, you don't think, you know, that'll be too much on you. And she like, no, send her down here. I want to help as much as possible. But. While he's talking to his sister, he gets a knock at the door, and it's the bitch Julia, as her alias name, Kate Miller. And she comes in there running a good game, child. She hands over Franklin's address. Andre almost burns down the kitchen. Andre, like, as much as I don't like him, he was just so stressed you felt so bad for him because this type of stuff happens in in actuality he was a good man he was he was a good man just trying to save his community but like i said before the thing with andre is he handled it wrong so we go into franklin he meets up to do a drop with teddy and teddy is out his damn mind thinking about julia he asking Franklin for all type of love advice. Have you ever been in love before? And almost locked his keys in the trunk. And Franklin is looking at this man like, hey, you all right, bro? I ain't trying to do all this counseling talk with you. <laughs> but we see Teddy, you know, he's he's tripping over uh, Julia. We also see Leon. He is um, stepping on man boy's corner. So he ended up getting into it with Boosie now because Leon and his little crew, they're on their corners in their territory. So we know that's going to bring drama. Um, That's a no-no. And that's why uh, Daryl and Victor got killed. So we go into the next scene and we see Franklin and Louie. They have a conversation about Reed. She tells him, you need to go ahead and tell Leon and Jerome what's going on. I'm tired of lying to my damn man. 
and we need to fill them in. The thing I've been saying, like, I can understand you want to leave everybody out your business, but not them two. Not them two. Not at all. So uh, he gets a page and he like they found her. And she trying to let him know, like, baby, you're going to have to move on. Mel is gone. This rock shit, she gone. He ain't really trying to hear that. And then we go straight to the crack house and we see Mel is out there begging for some rock. And they being mad disrespectful to her because now she's looked at like a fiend. And they already got the word. They can't sell to her. That's Franklin's woman. So when Franklin pull up, she already knows. And she like, big bad Franklin saying, you can make it, but I can't do it, right? So he tries to talk to her like, you better than this. We can help you get cleaned up, go to school. And she's like, all right, Franklin. All right, Franklin. Child, she kicks him straight in the nuts, embarrassing him. And he kind of flinches up, which is a natural reaction. Hell, if he would have hit her, I wouldn't have cared. Because that's a natural reaction, child. And uh, she go, hit me. First thing I'm going to do is call my daddy and he will kill you. Personally, me, I would have been like, you know what? Fuck you. Go do a rock or two. But <laughs> Franklin just was like, you know what? Don't call me for this again. Because once you go threaten me with your daddy, and uh, nah, we, we ain't going there, Melanie. If you want to sit there and do that, hey, it is what it is. So she gets her rock. She gets her rock. Andre ends up using that address and shows up at Franklin's. He gets out his little cop bar to cut the alarm and he breaks in. Because, you know, the cops, they got all that stuff where they can break in and get in people's homes. And he ramshacks this whole house and he finds the documents. First, he walks into that room with all that money. And you can just tell he is like, oh, my God. He didn't realize how big all this whole Franklin's operation was. But once he he just gets to going crazy because he knows he know his gun in there and get the ramshack and shit. And when he take that that uh, ball or stick and hit that damn pool table and that drawer pop up. And he get all them documents and he like, what the? He takes that and dips off because now he got everything he needs. So we see Teddy, um, Teddy, when um, he flipped out on Franklin at one time, that's what got Franklin's mind kind of going. And then when he talked to Alton, so he has been doing multiple research. So we see everything. This file is getting bigger and bigger, and it has everything on there. So now he he has everything. And he takes the file home, and he looks through everything. And man boy, his homie, his homeboy, Boosie, comes back. He all bruised up, beaten up. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to tell man boy let's go to war man boy gives him his three rules i know one was he don't eat ass and he don't cuss in front of his little sisters and he don't go to war off of one of his little homies getting roughed up but man boy he sees the bigger picture when franklin goes home he panics when he sees someone broke in his house, he runs back there. See, see his money still there, but he goes straight to that file. And the first thing he thinking is CIA. He is missing. He about to cry. He go grab all that money and dips off. Teddy, 
he gets a call from Rigo. So <laughs> when he go to Rigo's, Rigo got plastic all over. He got the chainsaw ready, like he ready to, to go to chainsaw massacre on Teddy ass. But everything comes to light and we figure out that, well, they show us that uh, Rigo has a mold up high in the, D in the DEA. So that's how they were getting all that information on Lorena and all of that. And, you know, everything starts, starts making sense to Teddy really fast. And he starts figuring out who did this. This was Julia. And he uses his favorite line that he got from Alejandro from the very first episode. <sighs> if I'm going to explain this to you, we're going to need a drink and a bite to eat. <laughs> so it kind of goes to the next scene. And we see Andre talking to his partner about bur um, burning down Franklin's whole operation. And his partner has to warn him, like, look, we can go after Franklin, but I don't think you want to get in bed with the CIA. You won't win. You will not win. They are, you won't win. So it goes into the next scene and we see Teddy is explaining the operation to Rigo. And <laughs> Rigo, like, your government is bigger criminal criminals than anybody I ever <laughs> That's a fact, Rigo. I agree. After that, we see Reed. He um he runs and he calls all well, he pages all of his assets. Ivy calls back first. He tell Ivy. Like it's been something that went down. Pack your bags and get out of town. Avi, like, my bags are already packed. <laughs> Avi and his crew, they run out. And as soon as they, they walking out, our, we lose our man. You know, the one who always giving Leon Uzis and shit. I like the him. And he get popped straight in the head. And Avi and them, they, got, they get to shooting at them and they take peel off. We uh Gustavo call back and we see he building a tunnel and he get a hold of the Gustavo, set shop down for a couple days, couple weeks. Then Franklin calls back and he's nervous because he doesn't know who broke into his home. But you know, he kind of asked Reed a couple questions and he was like, No, the person who I'm talking about, you would have never seen her coming. So that's when uh Franklin he's explaining stuff to Louie and Alton because that's who he could talk to about all of this. And he figures out this was somebody angry, they were pissed. This was Andre. So, you know, they kind of figure it out, and then Alton, like, Franklin, you telling me Andre? has information that you was working with Teddy McDonald or, you know, Reed Thompson. So um, after that, we go and we see <laughs> Teddy is going crazy. And Julia walks in with her little food, thinking they about to have a nice little meal and she play it off. And he like, oh, the little work you did, I almost just got sliced up. Franklin's home has been broken into. Avi. His, his man just got shot. and He's been shot at. What the, you know, and she tells him, like, well, I was sent here to uh, shut down, well, learn your operation and take it over. But I chose to do it this way because all of this you're involved in, murder, bringing drugs into the U.S. And he basically tells her, like, fuck you. Any love I have for you is a wrap. And not only that. When I get done with you, you're going to be stuck behind a desk until you retire. And <laughs> Julia looking like, what the? 
<laughs> Julia don't know what the hell thing. But you know, she was dirty. She was dirty. She was dirty in how she handled that. We go and we see Melanie. She is sitting in the alley. And here comes Wanda. <laughs> Wanda, like, you still mad? That's oh shit. Let's go, let's go at old lady Jambo house. And you know, Mel, like, I ain't finna go break in no old woman house, Wanda. I'm going home. And FYI, the girl who is playing um the role of Wanda, she deserves an Oscar. This girl is playing this role. Like, you know, I'm all about giving people their flowers. She is playing this role. You know, it's so realistic. We get into the next scene and we see Andre. He is in the kitchen and he is crying because his literally his life has literally turned upside down overnight. And it's just sad, you know. The character, I wanted to do a character breakdown of Andre. And it's just like, you know, when you start off from the beginning, he was just a good cop looking out for the community. He was an overprotective father. He joined a police force. He was straight, straight, arrow guy, straight, narrow guy. But when you see what this new drug they had out was bringing and people who have been working citizens their whole life, you know, been on the right path and where it took them. And you see how it's bringing more guns and more danger and violence into the community. You want to try to stop it and get on top of it. But like I said, he wasn't wrong and he was a great father. You know, it said her mother had ran off when she was a baby. And, you know, he he was he did a good job raising her to straight A's in school. Of course, we can't watch our kids do everything. So, you you know, she was doing little things, but, you know, he was trying the best he could. But where Andre messed up on my point is him and Sissy had a close relationship. And he always brings up on how he helped raise Franklin after his father disappeared and got on the booze. But if this was like, um, you know, a, a son to you and you help raise him, it's ways to handle that than just trying to raid his organization, beat down his family members, hurry up and happily arrest him and get him sent to jail for prison you you know you just can't be that straight and arrow everything is not black and white you know so you have to kind of handle that like do you know what type of system you're trying to take him to do you know sissy is your friend are you why are you trying to take her son like that and this was before it even got to his daughter or anything else so you know andre was a good guy but the way how he handled things it was very fucked up you know um but he is just sitting at the kitchen table and he is like crying and he is just, it's a very sad scene because he like, this is my life. And remember uh, at the beginning, we started covering snowfall. I told y'all to remember that damn window they like to climb in and out of. Well, Franklin used it. He comes in. Andre hears a noise and he like, is that you, Mel? But no, it's Franklin with Andre's gun. Andre kind of walks back like you don't want to kill a cop in his own home son you ain't a killer they talk Andre brings up how he helped raise him Franklin tries to give him out he is like just take mail get her cleaned up and y'all move far away it never come back Andre does say he'll get mail and they'll go out of town 
but he has to keep running his mouth and like, uh, all right, I'll get her, take her to school, get her cleaned up. But when I'm done, I'm coming back and it's going to be between me and you. Now get your file and get the fuck out my house. You ain't a killer. Child, Franklin grabs that file. And when he grabs that file, he reminded me of that scene that his daddy had when he killed his cousin. He popped Andre so quick in the head and his, his head just plopped down. He cleaned the gun, put Andre fingerprints all over it. And looks like a suicide. You're right, Andre. I'm not a killer. And it's crazy. Uh, the only two times he ever killed somebody is like when they told him something like that. You know, like um, Kevin. He like, you ain't about this life, say. There goes Kevin. Then Andre. You ain't a fucking killer. And there goes Andre. But that was my recap for episode nine. I hope you guys enjoyed as always. I will get nine and ten out soon. If not today, definitely Tuesday. Um, We're going to start our Narcos too. I hope you guys are excited about that before we start. We have to do the documentary. So I give you guys a heads up on that so you can watch it. it matter of fact, let me do that now. Before we start Narcos, Mexico, watch... Let me pull it up now. Uh, let me see here. So it's Narcos Wars. It is on Hulu. It's the same one we watched when we did the Kiki Camarano story. Um, it's called Narcos Wars. It's a documentary series. It's on Hulu. And you're going to want to go down to season one. And it's called, it's episode three, The Battle for the Border. And we're going to cover that and break that down before we go into Narcos Mexico. So make sure you guys check that out. Um, so I'll be back on um, with an, um, Snowfall and I'll give you another update. I hope you guys enjoyed this. And having a beautiful weekend, enjoying your Halloween. So on that note, it's your girl Shanice, and I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl Shanice.